Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S t-o-l-k-i-e-n and instagram at tipples and tolkien so cozy up pour yourself a drink and come on a journey with us this fall on tipples and tolkien The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set Condition 1 throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio production. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on the CIC is the XO Kitsy. That's almost a third of the fleet! And speaking of the fleet, somewhere amongst (laughs) the fleet, and we don't know where, is the president of the podcast and the 12 colonies, Andrea. Hi. (laughs) I I, (laughs) I think you mean... Former president of the twelve hey, colonies. Hey, oh, hey, 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 hey. Oh, Easy. oh, you're you're right. The it, is she the former president of the podcast though? No, she's always we, the president of the podcast. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't sure if we if we've removed her from office or not. No, you'd have to physically drag me out of the studio. Yeah. Uh, also, I I do want to say, Caleb, I cannot tell you how relieved I am <laughs> that you are back in charge this week because, <laughs> much like in the show, things were going off the rails with the episode in charge. <laughs> I mean, we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. We knew, like, we, we called it at the end of last season that, like, with Ty in charge, like, nothing's, nothing's going to go as planned at all. And uh, that's exactly what happened. Uh, although, apparently, uh, even though I'm back, uh, we're, we're still rolling with the, uh, the martial law that I, I would never have declared myself. Mm-hmm. Well, so. you didn't declare it yourself. That's, I did. Ah, but, it's a technicality. But, uh, but I haven't lifted it. So everyone out there, like you're still uh, you're, you're still legally obligated to listen because I said so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so see we all. SC one actual said it. That's legal. <laughs> <laughs> it's binding. Uh, so this is kind of a, an exciting episode. We we bounce around a bit between, uh, of course, uh, silent occupied Caprica, and we re, uh, we return to the resistance uh, and and uh, Starbucks journey there. Uh, but also we pick up with what's happening uh, on the Galactica now that the president and Lee have run off, uh, and of course. Our good buddy Richard Hatch, Mr. Tom Zarek, uh, is uh, is in this one in you know a small part, but in all his glory, I will say uh, that man just controls a scene, no matter how uh, uh, how big his part is. He he is a he is a presence. Yeah, and, uh, you you might even say he's a juggernaut. Did he play juggernaut? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> I mean, 
you might say that. I, I'm not sure why you would, but like, you might say it. You might say a lot of things. <laughs> I, that's true. I might say almost anything at this point. Abracadabra, that's something you could say. I could say that. Well, we have multiple greatest contacts. <laughs> I, uh, that's a thing I say sometimes. <laughs> brief aside... And then I promise we'll talk about Battlestar Galactica, uh, relevant to what you just said. Uh, I saw recently that Transylvania 65000 is on Tubi, uh, and that made me excited. Uh, and I wanted to go and watch the Looney Tunes version of Transylvania 65000, and I did. And you saying abracadabra just made me think of that. <laughs> Second side note, and then we can definitely talk about <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Um, and this will actually kind of loop us back in, is while Adama would never stand for declaring martial law, I don't know that he ever made his stance on maintaining martial law mm-hmm. once it's already been declared mm-hmm. public. So maybe it's true. Maybe like he's he's cool that if it's already there, like hey, it was like that when I got here. So <laughs> like it's not it's not my fault. I'm just I'm just doing the best I can with what I what was here when I got here. Whatever it is, I didn't do it. Um, but he would but he would never declare it himself. And we do know that he's not quite feeling 100 percent yet. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he makes his triumphant return to the, the CIC to a, a resounding uh, round of applause. Uh, everyone is, is is very thrilled to see him, which uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm almost little, everyone. I'm a little, yeah, everyone except Guy's Baltar, <laughs> who is visibly not thrilled. He's not even trying. Uh, the slow um, clap. <laughs> I'm I, a little disappointed that uh, I didn't get that kind of welcome back uh, to the show. You know what? That's a good point. Yeah, you're, you're Here, right. I'll give it like this. <laughs> this is my Baltar. There. Now the sync's going to be really confusing for me because there's going to be so many claps. There's there's things that we don't say enough. And, you know, oh. we don't say enough about what we mean to each other. <laughs> I, uh, I was just thinking, did we actually hear or, or witness Ty tell Adama he declared martial law? <laughs> Because, like, in my head, there's this possibility that he's like, I don't want to tell him. <laughs> Nobody tell him. <laughs> he, he may actually have conveniently left that That's out. so funny. So, he, so like, Adama had, doesn't even know, and Ty's just like, mm, don't tell him. <laughs> they have their whole, like, you know, uh, frack things up good, Bill, uh, <laughs> conversation. And, you know, he's like, we'll pick up the pieces together. And, like... <laughs> You know, it's it's really great, and like you know, Ty is like opening up uh, and like admitting that like things didn't go well. But yeah, we never actually hear him say like, "Well, so I declared martial law." <laughs> I, I like to think that what he did was like a little bit at a time. Give him so. Do you want the bad news or the worst news first? So here's so the thing. We, we had a bunch of Cylons that were trying to depressurize the ship and I declared martial law, but we killed the Cylons and, and took back the ship. Yada, yada, yada. I declared Wait, so martial sorry, law. What was, what was that middle part? Of that? What was that? What? They, were, they were trying to depressurize no, no, the ship. After and after that, after that. Oh, wait, we got rid of them. All. No, before we, that. we killed them. In, in between those two things, there was a, you did something else? I don't know what you're talking about, Bill. You uh, must, seem... must be the drugs. Have you heard that. what your son did? <laughs> I feel like that's exactly how it probably went down. I'm taking a note that Ty never admits to mm, marital law. Now, marital law, that's a very weird paradigm. Uh, while you were gone, I declared uh, a marital law. Everyone must get married. 
to me. Everyone's losing their mind. I think they misunderstood me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always had trouble pronouncing those two words. I don't I don't know when my salt high turned into Futurama's Richard Nixon, but <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, do you know why uh, Billy West does the Aru for uh, Nixon? I do not. I hope you'll tell me. I will, because, <laughs> uh, spoiler, Nixon never did that. And, well, as far as we know. What? <laughs> as far as we know, he never did that. Um, when Billy West was a kid and saw Richard Nixon on TV under, like, I, I don't know what the event was, but he was, like, sweating profusely as he's, like, talking or, like, being interviewed or, or interrogated or something. I don't know what it was. But, like, because of the way he looks and, like, the lighting and the sweating profusely, like, Billy West was like, he's going to turn into a fucking werewolf any second now. <laughs> <laughs> and as a kid, he was convinced that Richard Nixon was going to turn into a werewolf. So when he got to do Nixon for Futurama, he threw that in as kind of a nod to a little inside joke to himself to that. That's so funny. That's amazing. Yeah, I love But, that. you know... No, I like, have you ever seen Nixon and the werewolf in the same room? I, sure. I have not. You've made a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing in the rule book says Nixon can't be a werewolf. That's true. <laughs> I have no evidence that tells me Nixon isn't a werewolf. <laughs> you know what? I don't either, actually, now that you mention it. Mm -hmm. I can't come up with any concrete evidence that Nixon is not a werewolf. Nixon is a werewolf. <laughs> Nixon That's... is repair a telephone. Well, now that has to go in the podcast. That's canon. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so Adama, Adama comes back. He may or may not know about martial law. Uh, he may or may not be okay with it. Uh, we don't know. Uh, he kind of just, you know, gets back to the business as usual. In fact, he even says, like, let's get back to work, uh, which uh, I, I, I take to mean, like, he mostly stands around holding a clipboard and occasionally <laughs> throwing it angrily uh, as they try to, you know, to locate the president. Uh, somewhere amongst the fleet. I'm sorry, the fugitives. Yeah, the fugitives. <laughs> Here's, now I'm really thinking about this. What, let's say Adama hadn't been shot and spent several episodes under. He is the one who, he is the one who removed. The president. The president, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So then what? Like, there's no way he's, he would have, like, Baltar? President, President Baltar. <laughs> what, what would have happened? Yeah, I'm not sure what the the move there was. Um, President Baltar, <laughs> like the way he said I mean, well, because gross. can you imagine? Can you imagine if Baltar was the president and how bad that would go? He basically was the president, and like he's he's guys Baltar. He 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 wasn't though, because he was on Kobol the whole time. He came back. Yeah, but after Ty declared martial law. That's so he was technically the president, but A, he didn't know, and B, <laughs> he couldn't give any orders anyway, except for... And C, he murdered a person who had it coming, but... Yeah. So his uh, yeah. his uh, stint as president... Uh, side note, can we make sure that uh, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor is on uh, Crashdown's playlist, <laughs> oh, please? for sure. That's the last song. What if I made y'all for Left of the Dial, we just did uh, Crashdown's Crash playlist? playlist. <laughs> that, uh, that would have been wild. Because mm -hmm. uh, um, in case you missed it, this past episode of Left of the Dial, uh, Andrea had to fill in for Caleb due to unforeseen circumstances. It was a very last minute thing. And 
uh, I think she did a great job uh, filling Caleb's shoes for uh, for one episode. And the funny thing about that is we haven't actually recorded that one yet because we're further ahead on this podcast than we are on the other one. So by unforeseen circumstances, you mean quite seen. No, like we knew this was coming and, and we just. Unforeplanned. Unforeplanned. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it was it was a great episode, probably. <laughs> but I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't host left of the dial this week. That was Caleb I, the whole time. Yeah. I mean, he I'm, is. Big wink. Irreplaceable. I am confident that I will somehow manage to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a tough old bird. Is that what she says? That about? is what she says. That's what <laughs> I should have said. He's a tough old bird. And then I cried. Aww. Um, meanwhile, on Cylon Africa <laughs> Occupied Caprica. Cylon Africa? That's... Cylon Africa. Uh, it's, meanwhile, uh, in my recipe for Cylon Apricot <laughs> Jam. That actually sounds very lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, we see, uh, like, the, the little uh, budding romance between uh, Starbuck and Anders has, uh, has boiled over, uh, and uh, Starbuck has stayed over uh, at Anders' place. What? What? I'm going to hold on to that reaction. Something else has fallen into place about a theory I'm, I'm working on, but we'll oh, save interesting, that for interesting. the end. Though, oh. you... Mate, you haven't made a good point yet, but you're going to, and it has much to do with the fact that Starbucks it seems happy at the beginning of this scene, and I think we know what happens when anybody ever is happy on this show. That's true. Everything works out great, and they stay happy, Every, and everyone's happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you, know, she's she's getting up, she's getting dressed, she's ready to go because she she wants to stick to the mission. She's had some fun. She she's enjoying it, but she doesn't want to get sidetracked. She's got to get herself get her hands on a, a heavy raider and fly the fuck back to Cobalt with the goddamn arrow of Apollo <laughs> and find Earth and then be happy. Cobalt is Earth. Um, <clears throat> Cobalt is Earth. Lobok. It's it's like and Planet of the Apes. It was Earth all along. I really listen. Your mouth to God's ears. And he's like, you know, you should stay with us. We we could use your advice. She's like, you've been doing fine. Uh, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Like get a uh, you know get up high altitude above the radiation, hole up and wait for all this to blow over. Yes. <laughs> and. He's like, what, just wait to die? And she's like, you know, we'll come back for you. He's like, yeah, right. Fuck you. <laughs> and she's like, hey, when I say I'll do something, I do it. Oh, I love her. And, yeah. uh, you know, I believe her. I believe I that Starbuck is the kind of person who, uh, when she when she commits to something, she follows through. I believe yeah. that about her. I believe uh, that, too. And <laughs> he tries to, like, jab at her. He's like, are you always as much of a bitch in the morning? She's like, count on it. <laughs> <laughs> My kind of woman, he says. <laughs> well, and I, I love that, like, he does the fake out, too, where he, like, pretends to be all upset and then, you know, is like, ah, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry, okay? I didn't mean he grabs it. Gotcha. And he's like, so weak. Uh, and according to the transcript uh, on sadgeezer.com, they get their groove on. <laughs> I thought it was Ty who was boned. <laughs> Politically, Ty is boned. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> But literally, Starbuck is boned. <laughs> but uh, an important note: we didn't see her spine. Uh, it's that's is such a good point. So we, who knows? Mm, 
I feel like it's important if they if they imply or show boning but don't show spine. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't sh- yep. show boning. They just kind of implied boning. That's why I said if they imply or oh, show okay. boning. Okay. You d- uh, yeah, you I, did say I, the word imply literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I literally covered both of those bases. <laughs> <laughs> and Starbuck covered the rest. <laughs> oh! oh! Home run. <laughs> uh, Baseball. So the, uh, <laughs> Anyway, so the resistance uh, decides that they're gonna, they are going to help uh, Starbuck and Hilo uh, try to find a raider and like continue their mission. Uh, but on their way to a spot where they know that a raider routinely stops to refuel, like like clockwork, because as they say, machines like routine. Uh, so do I. So, well, so do people. Like, not every people. Not well. So they know that there's a spot where the uh, the raider routinely fills up, and so they're, they're going to try to escort uh, Starbuck and Hilo to to uh, get it. And Starbuck has a plan to take out the uh, the Cylons uh, and and fly off into the space sunset. The space uh, set, but this the space set, but they get ambushed. They do get ambushed. They get ambushed, and there's this uh, this great sequence where like. Everything kind of goes slow motion and a little bit fuzzy on the the camera, and Starbucks just like looking around in a daze. You're like, "Oh no, what's wrong?" Because mm-hmm. bitch got shot. She got real shot. She got super shot. I hated it. <laughs> hated it. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> and uh, the resistance just bails. They'll just fucking run right out and, like, leave her behind. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, woo, Cylons! Mm-hmm. Not cool, man. Not yeah, cool. Very uncool. Of course, they, they do come back later looking for her, and they're like, she was right there! Like, what uh, What happened? And Who like, leads oh. the... Who makes the call for them to retreat? I or think it, it was not? Anders. I feel like Anders mm. is in charge of that whole thing, mm. so... Hmm. 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 Interesting. 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 Yeah. But, uh, but Caleb, where is Kara? Well, Kara, uh, she wakes up in uh, what appears to be a hospital, and okay. you know, she's being she's being cared for. Uh, she's she's patched up. They they got the bullet out. She was in surgery for a couple hours. They was you know just touch and go there for a while, but uh, they think she's going to pull through. She meets a a very nice, very pleasant, and uh, very definitely human doctor named Simon. <laughs> and may I say, very handsome. Mm, I, oh yeah, yes. the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little suspicious of this Simon. I mean, Simon is very close to Cylon. It's, it's almost like they were trying to uh, shit. We need a name for a Cylon. Uh, Simon. It's almost. It's like if you, uh, Cylon human. Sim. Yeah. Simon. Oh. It's it's almost like no. You know what it's like? It's like one of those things where someone asks your name and you start to say it and then you're like <laughs> you shit. To, wait, no, I have to make I'm something up. Si- so he's like, what's your name? Oh, I'm Simon. Man. <laughs> All right. So follow with me. Okay. Should I buckle S- up? Yeah, buckle up, because I'm about to to, to blow your mind here. Uh, Simon is like Cylon and human. Right. S- six is very close to sex, and we all know what six is about. <laughs> okay. Leo Leoben contains Leo, and Leo is another word for lion, and we know that Leoben be lion <laughs> all the time. <laughs> also, and, is uh, he from Leon? 
Or did I just make that up in my head because I want him to be? I think you made that up, but uh, like, damn. you know what? It's fine. It's canon now. There we go. Um, and, and Sharon. Boomer literally exploded. So Boomer literally <laughs> That's not true. Boomer tries to blow things up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Baby like, I feel like all of these, these names all mean something. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. okay, hold on. Boomer did shoot Adama and guns do go boom. All right. All right. I'm with you. Um, Why is six the only one who has a number? They like, all goes by, they all have a number. Who goes by their number, I should say. I think because six, uh, like as we know her, six is the only one that isn't like currently trying to pass right. or like wasn't trying to pass as a human. Like when we meet her trying to pass as a human, she's Shelley Godfrey. Right, 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 right. Okay. Good point. Good yeah. Point. But like, I, I think that's one of the cool things about six is that she doesn't really have a name. Which yeah. is kind of cool. It is. As far as we know, all of the boom, like all of the 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 Sharons are Sharon. Uh, all of the Leobans are Leoban. All of the Dorals have a dumb name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we don't have any reason to believe otherwise that uh, Simon is always Simon. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, side note, Rick Worthy, the actor who plays Simon, uh, has an excellent role as the uh, the the headmaster in the Magicians. Uh, oh snap! Yeah, Fog. Uh, same guy. Very strong actor. Is very firm presence. Can I, I like him? Can I? Can I just ask? Is he as handsome? He's like as a person as he is uh, uh, like as Simon. As, as a Simon. <laughs> he well, is. He is. And he's also that's pretty cool. It's also been fifteen years, so I bet he's aged like a fine wine. What's his name again? Uh, Rick Worthy. <laughs> this is what I should be doing right now. <clears throat> Are you trying to look it up on OK Cupid? What are you <laughs> doing over there? <laughs> I'm- him, but do you think that's a possibility? <laughs> Maybe. You know, it's worth a shot, and I say go for it. There you go. Yeah, shoot your shot, you know? <laughs> I just yell into the OK Cupid app. Just his name <laughs> over and over until it comes up. Show me Rick Worthy. <laughs> <laughs> OK, Google, get me a date with Rick Worthy. Oh, shit, my speaker's actually listening. Wait, I, I got nervous. Nothing happened, but I just saw his... Um, I just saw oh. like a hyperlinked Battlestar Galactica. Oh. So then I put my phone down because I'm hypervigilant about spoilers. That's right. You're not allowed to Google anyone from the show. I completely forgot. I was smitten. I got confused. It's fine. It was the whole thing. We, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Caleb. Okay, good. Uh, I was watching my speaker try to process that uh, that request to get me a date with Rick, uh, Rick Worthy. <laughs> and thankfully, my, the, uh, the assistant... So- so Didn't Friday understand. night. So Friday night, you and uh, yeah, I already called dibs. Yeah, where are you going? Hopefully, it's a nice spaghetti dinner. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, can we please make sure the show notes say Andrea tries to look up? I already forgot what his name is on OK Cupid. <laughs> yep, Rick Warden. doing it right now. Thank you. Andrea also, Rick, is... if you're listening, Andrea's available. So true, single and ready to ready to mingle from a distance. Mingle, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, but yeah, so you know he, uh, you know he's he's charismatic and he you know uh, you know tries to to gain her trust because she's obviously suspicious having been shot and now waking up in this room and knowing that there are Cylons on this planet. Uh, but he tells you, you know, this is you know Resistance Hospital. We've got you know a couple hundred patients here. We're we're looking after like most of them are dying from radiation poisoning, but like you know we think that you're going to be okay. 
And, you know, he asks her name. She says it's Kara. And he's like, she asks who brought him, who brought her here. And he's, you know, big guy named Anders, professional mm-hmm. pyramid player, if you could believe it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's when, you know, you see, like, she's super skeptical at first. But when he, like, specifically calls out Anders by name and, like, who he is, she's like, okay, this, maybe this is, like, an actual human doctor. Yeah. Uh, and so she asks, like, what happened to Anders? And uh, you know, he died. He didn't, you know. Died on the table. We, we thought he was going to be okay, but, you know, he had a piece of shrapnel that nicked his aorta, and he he bled out internally. That old chestnut. It's a tragic and, ending for such a, um, uh, hold on, I gotta, there's a word, hold up. it's, hey, um, there's a. Whoa, I'm sorry, what just happened? <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. I missed a reference to something. <laughs> hold on, though, I can't. Oh, no, oh, no, look what you've done. I've been derailed. Um, I'm surprised it took this long. <laughs> it's a they they do a lot of setting up and establishing for a character who's only going to be here for two episodes. Foreshadowing, and they possibly, yeah, and they there's no end. They that's it. And well, then, well, as we know, no and then he didn't really die. It's true. It's true. We know that. Kara doesn't know that, Mm-mm. and, uh, she, and she she's cries. devastated. Mm. She she, she lets she lets herself feel, which is important. This is growth for her, and I appreciate that. Mm. One thing I will say about the uh, Kara and Anders relationship is that most of the time in television or movies or any kind of uh, cinema like this, when two characters meet and just immediately are like deeply madly in love. And like, you know that they're just going to end up together forever. Uh, Wildly unbelievable to me, but somehow in a scenario like this, where like humanity is down to its last, like less than 50,000 and like everything is trauma circumstance. You know what? I'm pulling for these two. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, and especially because Starbuck isn't the kind who seems like she's quick to, well, uh, maybe I take that back. Maybe for all of her tough exterior, etc., blah blah blah, she um I bet there's something softer in there because what's his face? Zach. Also, uh not to mention uh you know, what with humanity being almost extinct at this point, uh oh. having babies is going to be important. Oh so God. Well, and you know, the 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 folks at the hospital here, they clearly realize that and you know, Simon makes it a point to tell her, like, you know, you you had a cyst on your ovary, but we were able to remove that. That's what that other scar is. Don't worry about it. Don't even think <laughs> about it. Like, here. pay no additional attention to that. Uh, uh, but oh, by the way, like, you're you're still perfectly you know healthy, and like you, like you're gonna pop out some real good babies for us oh, to uh, you know to save the species. And she's like, mm, nah. Mm-mm. And he's like, but but maybe. She's like, mm, but probably not. And he's like, well, you know, maybe think. And she's like. <laughs> Dude, no. it's not going to happen. <laughs> and I I mentioned you look very skeptical of what I'm about to say. No, 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 no. no, no. I, was, I was filing something. I was filing something away to hopefully remember to bring it up later. And I was just, you don't need to know what I okay. do to try no, to remember things. That's fine. But. Okay. Um, the, the I mentioned last week, I think, uh, how the events in Battlestar Galactica are kind of eerily parallel to what's going on today in the world. Yes. And, uh, you know, here we have, uh, 
women's reproductive rights in question. And as a, you know, uh, like a, an issue that uh, needs to be dealt with. And I think that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's particularly telling that I was like that should have been or you would think maybe that that conversation would be a pretty good hint that this um, that that what's Simon um, was possibly a, a Cylon that he's what? thinking about <laughs> that he's thinking about um, uh, women, but humans in general more as like a, a livestock or commodity and not as interested in, in their personhood, whatever. Um, Cause they learned that from watching us though. Yeah. And he, so he even literally said like, you are our most precious commodity yeah, right now. Yeah. Like dude, fuck off. Yeah. But the fact that like, I wouldn't have been surprised if he weren't a Cylon either, you know, like that it's again, this show doing such a good job of like keeping actual believable realistic issues and tensions at the forefront. So yeah, Starbuck is uh, pretty suspicious of Simon, uh, you know, drilling him for questions. How many patients are here? How come I don't hear anybody? And he, you know, mentions, he describes in great detail how radiation poisoning kills people and says, you know, it's not pretty, but it is quiet, um, which was kind of rough. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but, uh, you know, He's the doctor, not me. Um, Radiation is the silent killer. It is. That's what they've always said. That's, uh, yeah. So, uh, but she keeps she keeps kind of questioning him. Like, you know, you can tell she's suspicious. And, like, he'll come in and um, drop, uh, you know, like, she just wakes up. And he's like, oh, time for more drugs. She's like, but I just woke up. And he's like, and now you're going back to sleep. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not fucking creepy at all. Um so, but she's, you know, she keeps questioning him and like, you can tell she's like, okay, I don't buy a word of this shit. Um, and at one point we see that there's a, um, a mirror that's been cracked nearby and she takes a piece of that glass. And the next time he comes in, he, he calls her Starbuck. And that was enough for her to be like, okay, yep, definitely mm -hmm. a fucking Cylon. Cause she never told him her call sign was Starbuck. Damn right. And she murders him with the glass. She does. I have right a feeling. Right, right in the neck. Right in the neck. Oh, yeah. Nick the aorta. Mm -hmm. Is aorta in the neck? I don't know. Your aorta is in your chest. Oh. Good to know. I don't know. I just know that from Girl Interrupted. It could be anywhere. That's It is. Okay. It, it's it's like, yeah. connected to the heart. Yeah. It's, it's the big one, right? It is. Yeah. Well, then she nicked as whatever's in your neck. Jugular. Jugular. Oh. Depending on jugular vein or carotid artery. Well, she might have got both for all we know. If she went all the way through, she could have. <laughs> Think about it. Think about all the meat in there. Oh, so much meat. <laughs> <laughs> so much blood, too. She like, says, please, just die. Simon's, Simon's got a lot of blood in him. Mm -hmm. Well, not anymore, but mm -hmm. he did. <laughs> he said, you can't kill me. Cylons have a surprising amount of blood. Uh in fact, they're like mostly blood, <laughs> turns out. Are we mostly blood? Less blood than you'd think, because it doesn't matter. Doesn't I matter. don't want to know what. Let's Nobody move does. on. Yep. I learned as a child from the, uh, the, the classic, the literary classic Star Trek The Next Generation that we are <laughs> ugly bags of mostly water. That's true. But that's not an invitation <laughs> to cross me. 
it's a throwback to the other thing. And if you want to get that joke, you have to go back and listen to I'm not even going to tell you what episode left of the dial it is because I don't remember, but it's one of them. Park Ranger. That's the one. Um, yeah, so she leaves the room. And she uh, goes down the hallway. And is this the point where she sees Simon again? No, like she sees like what you're describing is actually before she kills him. You're a little, oh. uh, you're a little out of time here. Wait. So, oh, so she sees six and oh, that's right. She sees six talking to Simon. Oh, right, 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 right. Before he they gives ever... her the 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 medicine in in her IV and like she doesn't want to go back to sleep, so she discreetly pinches off the IV. Oh, so yeah, it won't, she's so smart. Won't get so to her. Fucking smart. Uh, and when he leaves, uh, she waits not nearly long enough and immediately gets up and, and walks out. And like, he would have been like right outside. That. I mean, she clearly never played Maniac Mansion. Like, you got to time this <laughs> shit perfectly uh, or else the, like, they will catch you uh, and send you down to the, the basement. Uh, anyway, she sneaks out and uh, then encounters what you were saying. That's so right. Carry on. Dr. Shelley Godfrey. So, uh, so realizing that Six is a Cylon, she already knows that. Uh, she's like, well, this guy's either a Cylon or he's colluding with Cylons. Either way, fuck that. Uh, anyway, so she, she, she kills him with some glass. Uh, and she starts uh, creeping around trying to find out what's, uh, what's going on. It ain't good. She's walking down the hall just as a Six is about to come out of the door. So she like backs up again and like, she'll never see me here. Uh, and the Six just conveniently doesn't look to her left at all. Uh, and with her back turned while she's locking the door again, presumably, I don't know, with like locking patients in or something like that, uh, there happens to be a fire extinguisher just conveniently right there. So six, uh, Starbuck takes it off the wall and just whack, right, up, right upside the head. Well, I'm not surprised Six didn't see her because Cylons are known for their historically poor peripheral vision. <laughs> that's just, that's like one of the few things they just couldn't get right. They couldn't get the spine to not glow. And they just couldn't get the peripheral vision yeah. right. You know? You hate to see it. It's like, it's the little things. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like everyone listening to know right now that Caleb took a big old swig <laughs> of his beverage and is now trying desperately not to spit it out and yeah. has just given me the double middle finger over our, uh, our Zoom call. You're and doing he's, a great job, though. Oh, he's dying. We he's going to die. Caleb's going to die. Caleb, so help me God if you <laughs> leave me alone with this one. We're all in big trouble. I'm not going to risk choking and dying on this show. Yeah, it's not worth I love it. You both, but I love you both, but this podcast <laughs> this is, is not it. worth dying no, for. No, it's not. It's not. Um, I'm, I'm very okay, proud of that if because... if you had to die for a podcast. Go ahead. Sorry. No, we're not playing that game. Okay. Um, the, uh, so, so Starbuck finds a room. It's a bad room. It's a real bad room. It's the worst room. I hate this room. <laughs> it's definitely the worst room. Yeah. I mean, it's the worst room in this show so far. By a long shot. Mm -hmm. But we have multiple Dreda's contacts, so uh, we're going to go ahead and jump to a safer location. We will, as always, embed the jump coordinates into the ad. As always. As always. So uh, make sure you listen to that backwards at one-third speed <laughs> to get those coordinates. Because, uh, as you know, Cylons can't listen to things backwards at one-third speed. They're just not capable of it. Um, so that's why we hide them like that. Wait for the update. The Cylon update. The Cylon update. Be oh, yeah. Cylon, Cylon 2.7. That'll have it. <laughs> um so yeah, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will talk about what Kara found in the room. So don't turn off the podcast.
Or do. I'm not your dad. You're listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition One as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform. I guess that's it. Okay. Previously on Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> no, wait. No. Here's how we come back. Previously on Set Condition 1, and we spend the second half of the show <laughs> recapping the first half of the show. So in the first half, Caleb almost died. Andrea is well on her way to a date with Simon, whose name I already forget. Rick Worthy. Worthy, yeah. And Just think about it. Yep. Think and about it, because he's worthy, because he's and so worthy. are you. And so are you. So am I. I got yes. confused. Yes. So say we all. So, so say we all. Well, oh, shit, that ends do. the episode. Yep, that, that's <laughs> it. That's it. We said it. It has to be over. We can't continue. Uh, we legally cannot continue. So you're just going to have to watch the rest of the Battlestar Galactic episode and figure out what happens for yourself. Which, I mean, to be honest, you should be doing anyway. I, yeah, I really hope nobody is trying to follow along Battlestar Galactica just by what we're providing I, for them. I kind of love the idea of someone not watching the show but listening to our podcast just mm-hmm. to be like, I just kind of want to know what it's about, but I don't really want to watch <laughs> yeah. it. I'd rather listen to three <laughs> chuckleheads try to <laughs> outpunch each other for an hour. I get the drift, you know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fine. I get it. But There's you silence. Know, as, uh, as you are uh, making your way through the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica, one episode at a time with us, uh, and as we, uh, we find ourselves adrift in the, the cold void of space, otherwise known as winter, uh, you, know, you may want to, uh, to keep yourself warm with a second-edition one sweatshirt, uh, which wow. I'm told... That I'm told was a by fucking my, segue, bud. I I'm told it. by my wife is the only thing that keeps her warm at night, uh, which... That's that's absolutely that is... true. Uh, I heard it earlier before we started recording. I heard her say it. So that is, I can confirm that is 100% not a bit. That is literally a thing that she said. <laughs> so uh, while I rethink, uh, well, everything in my life, uh, you should head over to nsrad.io slash merch uh, or nightshiftradio.com uh, and you can check out our merch store and uh, pick yourself up one. As well as check out the, the merch for all the other shows on the, the Night Shift Radio uh, Media Network Empire. Uh, and you can, while you're on uh, nightshiftradio.com, you can check out uh, you know, our, our blog. Uh, you can check out the other shows, including we have the, the print edition of the Storyteller series. If, you, yeah. if, you, love, if you love a good yarn uh, in, in the story variety, we, we're, we're not actually fiber artists well, yet. 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 Uh, but yeah, check it out and... Uh, 
you can always uh, we we've got a we've got a, a form on there. You can you can drop us a line and let us know how you think. Uh, and speaking of letting us know how you think, Kitsy, what's another good way they can let us know how the, what they think? Oh, um, they could write a letter, <laughs> and they could mail it to. Wait, let me look up your address, Caleb, so I can <laughs> say it on this podcast out loud. No, not really. Um, no. Uh, if you want to let us know what you think, we would love it if you would go to uh, to Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. Uh, and write us a review. Just uh, just tell us, hey, say say what's on your mind. Give us a little uh, a little what's up, because you know what? That actually really helps uh, other people find the show. And uh, the more people find the show, the more people listen to the show, and the more people listen to the show, the funnier we are, probably. I don't know. <laughs> you can't prove it's, it's not true until <laughs> it happens, so. It's physics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what? It uplifts our spirits. And it boy, does. do we need it. Yeah. But Caleb... Uh, mm-hmm. amongst the fleet. Oh, wait, I'm so uh, sorry. Hold on, hold on. Two things that are actually relevant to that very long commercial interlude we just did. Um, oh, no, the disdain. And there's that Caleb face that says, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed, but usually, also I'm kind of mad. Usually it's trained on you, though. <laughs> yeah, usually I get the face. Yeah, that... I like it when I see it in your direction. It doesn't feel so good over it's here. It's kind of fucking scary, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but here's the thing. Um... Oh, boy, am I distracted so easily. Okay, so I think this is the first week that um, Oops All Meat is up on the Oh, that's on the true. Store. That, yes, that is. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah why not? It's up now. It's yeah, live. Yeah. yeah. We at least didn't. I couldn't remember if we mentioned it last week. I don't it was think. Up yet. I don't think we did. Um, so there is a wonderful new design uh, for uh, the most horrifying moment in my life um, so far. <laughs> When we find out that the base star is just filled right up with meat um, and it is beautiful and um, horrifying. And it was created by the wonderful Ethan, whose last name I've never had to say out loud. It's uh, actually New York Times bestselling illustrator, Ethan Kosak. Yeah, you, you, you have to use his title. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, now it's, I know. It, it's, like if, it, it's like being knighted. You have to say sir, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's New York Times bestselling illustrator. Ethan Kosak, uh, and it is wonderful and beautiful. And also by now, if you um, want to listen to just me and not these two, you can uh, check out our new once a month uh, storyteller series offshoot interview podcast where I sit down with um, the various authors of our print and audio um, dramas and talk about stuff. Okay, I'm actually I, really excited for that. I I know. I think I am too. <laughs> I know I've been extremely busy the past couple of weeks, but this is literally the first time I'm hearing of this podcast. <laughs> is that true? Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it's, you missed the meeting. It, yeah, I missed the meeting. It, it's still the same. It's still the storyteller series. It's just where uh, where the audio versions are like once a month. Uh, we're offsetting that with interviews with the authors as well. Oh, that's a really good uh, idea. Yeah. Yeah. So we can. Some, some additional content as well as some, some great perspective from the people who provide us those stories. Yeah. And it's the one thing I feel um, authorized to do and talk about. And um, I will be so smart on that one. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you do know words. Yeah. A, a you know a of lot them. of them too. Abracadabra. That's that's one. There's one. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Meanwhile, <laughs> uh, amongst the fleet... Uh, we see that uh, Rosalind, uh, former President Rosalind, uh, former commander or captain of the uh, the Air Guard, uh, Leah Dama, and uh, 
presumably still current priestess of the gods of Kobol, uh, Elosha, <laughs> uh, are hiding in a walk-in freezer. It's, it's cold fucking there. cold in there. Like, everybody's shivering. They're all bundled up in coats, space coats. You know what they need? Coast to coast. They need set condition one hoodies, oh, which you can get from nsrad.io slash merch. I got him twice, ladies and gentlemen. I got Caleb twice in one episode. I did not see that coming. Mm-mm. Here's did a question I have. Do they ever use the phrase walk-in freezer? Do they refer to it as such at all? This is a question um, about me and myself. I don't Let's think so. See. I think I just thought it was really cold wherever they were. Because you said that, and I was like, what walk-in freezer? I mean, they do. Okay, so they say, Rosen says, how much longer are we meant to stay hidden in this meat locker? Oh, I thought uh, she meant that as like me. A, <laughs> I thought she just meant that like a, like, let's blow this popsicle stand. How <laughs> long we got to hang in this meat locker? <laughs> they're, they're hiding. They actually, they, they really gave uh, the fleet the slip and are hiding on a Cylon base star. I mean, oh, that man. would be the move, right? That's like, a meat locker. That would that because oh, really if look if you want to hide where no one's gonna find you, that's that's the that's the one place get on no one's gonna meat. think to look. Up in that's that the move. Um, I hate that. But yeah, so like it's not like a meat locker. Like there's not like like whole hogs just like hanging there, <laughs> literally chilling. Um, it's you know it, it looks like a, a restaurant's walk-in cooler. I really just uh, thought they were at like the Cylon equivalent of like North Dakota or something. Like I didn't. I really just thought it was like a. The anyway. Dakota lawn. <laughs> Sorry. Dakota. Oh, Dakota. I gotta go down to the cellar. <laughs> is that where the meat locker is? It's <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs> we would have had video. <laughs> Don't worry. He'll do it every week from now on. Um, I thought it was favorite... really funny back there when I said Decobel and nobody laughed, and I'm a little sad about it. I I, I miss. I was down in the cellar. I didn't hear. <laughs> this was before you went to the cellar. I said Decobel because we said North Dakota, and I, I mixed it up. Caleb with Caleb was too busy thinking about how funny he was about to be for a second to hear how funny you were, and so, I was still thinking about meat lockers. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that you know what? That's the best sentence that could sum up this podcast anyone could ever come up with. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I really enjoy doing the walk downstairs gag when someone like can plainly see me. Like I'm not not obscured behind anything at all. <laughs> it works so well though because you are obscured by like, the Oh, on on meat it's perfect because like, <laughs> oh, I can just like slowly just I can me. also I can take the elevator down. <laughs> Caleb, I don't know if you noticed this, <laughs> but but Andrea had a second <laughs> Where, where when you said on meat, and she thought like you were literally walking on meat or something, like you meant like Google the Cylon meat. meat, and and then she was like, oh wait, Google meat, got it, because that's what we used to record. <laughs> Google it's meat, a, Google M E A T is that is that is. Oh, bad. I don't. Nobody wants that. It's it's like the uh, the modern equivalent of Omaha steaks. It's Google meat. <laughs> no, unsubscribe. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, Zarek, uh, you know, he's he's you know he's put the word out amongst the fleet. Uh, uh, you know, he's he's let the quorum of twelve know that you know the president is okay, and you know she needs their support. And as we saw from 
you know, the, the previous episode when she reveals herself to be the dying leader of Pythia uh, and worthy of their Pythia, Pythia. Uh, anyway, uh, they, they essentially like pledge their allegiance to her. Uh, and so we know, we know that she has their support, but they have to win over the fleet as a whole uh, in order to get people to agree to go, like, you know, go back to COBOL with her to wait for Starbuck to return with the Arrow of Apollo. Uh, and Zarek's big idea is to, like, really tug at people's uh, emotional heartstrings uh, as opposed to their intellectual heartstrings uh, <laughs> with a uh, a plea from uh, someone who, you know, who's you know, really close to the commander and uh, was forced to turn his back you know, because of what he believes. And, uh, of course, that's Lee. But Lee just can't quite do it. Well, he, 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 starts, he starts recording on a cassette tape recorder, which is a very interesting choice. Um, yeah. Uh, starts recording this speech about, like, you know, I can't, you know, be a part of what's happening and blah, blah, blah. And then he kind of stops and says i can't do this and takes the tape out of the thing and zarek's just like god damn it. like he doesn't say anything but you can see in his face he's yeah. just like ah oh, come on we were so yeah. close and rosin's like i'm gonna play the religious card <laughs> and so like she walks over to record her message and like you can see like she's she's determined she's gonna do this she is ready she is powerful she is strong uh how do you work this thing <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was a little, it was just like, I'm going to do this. How does this thing work? <laughs> yes. Someone call IT. I love her so much. She feels the most, oh, I wonder if this will come back to to do something. I don't know what the end of that sentence is, but what I'm about to say, which is she feels like the most human character on this show. Ooh. Like, just like that is such a real moment of that, like, just you going in you're like ready to do the thing you haven't really thought about what that's gonna look like and then just the littlest thing trips her up and she's immediately furious so uh two things how mad are you gonna be if you find out that she's like a super cylon and she's the most cylon of all the cylons would would she be that would make her 12 right because one have i (laughs) kitsy yes you you are spoiling the anime they only go super cylon in the anime (laughs) you're right i'm sorry we haven't we haven't even talked about the anime yet, so. Um, and then, the other thing is, uh, Andrea, I just realized a very easy way for you to figure out who is and is not a Cylon. I can think of one. I don't know how easy it's going to be, but just look at everyone's spine. Well, under. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I guess you could Google it. Oh, that put a mirror like... over the bed and, uh, yeah, exactly. and get them all in it. So. <laughs> All at the same time. The, the entire. I mean, if, all of humanity. It's the most economical uh, way to. It would get way it. to do that. I don't know why Balthor didn't just do that. It's I only mean, fifty thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking biggest orgy of all time. <laughs> well, it really only you need to get to twelve. You see twelve spines aglow. <laughs> it's like that. Twelve days of Christmas. <laughs> twelve spines are glowing. Um, <laughs> so my. So my. Um, I'm sorry. If you think I'm going to be thinking about anything else other than the version of that song that is all Battlestar, you are sorely mistaken, my friend. Oh, we're absolutely writing that song after oh, this podcast. Absolutely. Um, we if we, we need a Night Shift Radio Christmas album now. <laughs> yes, we do. Put that in the show notes. Put that in the show notes. <laughs> then, <laughs> then we have to do it. Um, Night Shift Radio Christmas. Uh, the way I think you could figure out if uh, who's a Cylon and who's not, it, they tell you 
right in the beginning opening credits, the Cylons have a plan. Oh. So if <laughs> someone doesn't have a plan, they obviously aren't a Cylon. That's how you know I'm not a Cylon. Kitsy, you're not Caleb. We'll see. Hmm. <laughs> um, hold on. Then. No, I had a list of other things, too, before your two that were related. And I think actually about the show. Uh, excuse me. My things are about the show. <laughs> Folks, we have completely <laughs> lost control of our podcast. I know that, like, of all the podcasts on the network, ours is particularly stupid. But I just feel like tonight we're really. really I think going we for we, it. we all uh, got hopped up on goofballs before uh, <laughs> before um, this. One thing. Recording. To, oh yeah, you really got to explore the space. I'm glad mm-hmm. you moved back, so there's more to work with there. <laughs> Jeremy now, Bam. Just imagine if we had to do this all in person. I'm so glad I don't edit this podcast anymore. I'm having a good time so far, but I've only done two. So we'll see what happens. Talk to me when we're a full Um, season into you editing and then we'll see how much you love this podcast. (laughs) Um, But I I do realize I derail it more now because I don't have any incentive to not. (laughs) And I'm so easily derailed along with it. Yeah, but so let's let's actually try that. Yeah, she said a thing. And I liked it. And she was angry. Oh, Jamie Bamber. I think this is uh, this is kind of a neg to start. But he's such a like on the surface. And the way I judged him was like a blandly handsome actor who is like just there to look like a the cool hot yeah, shot pilot. military guy. But he is a, a really wonderful actor when yeah. um, he gets the news that Adama's still alive and he just like he just kind of crumples like yeah. he is so overcome um my father's alive yeah it's such a and i'm in new york um so my family's in florida and i'm in new york it's home alone i say is this a home alone too <laughs> yeah i guess it is <laughs> it's the second one correct it's a deep cut um and it just it was very moving to see him so affected hold, hold on hmm? the original home alone they, they were from Chicago, right? Yes. Correct. Wilmette. So, or outside of Chicago, suburbs. Glenside, Sub- Wilmette. Suburbs of Chicago. Home Alone 2, he's in New York, so he's not home alone. No, my family's in Florida. Well, he's in his sister's home, I believe. I say he is in a, a home. home. <laughs> but he's not in his home. No. So he is vacation alone. Yeah, it's true. He is indoors alone. <laughs> indoors alone. Well, sometimes he goes outside, though. Yeah. He doesn't stay in the home the whole time in, in either of the movies, no. actually, now that no. I think about it. He goes. He has to go shopping. They need to come up with more specific hey. and accurate titles but, for these movies. But when he's home, he's home alone. Now, if you remember from last week, uh, Callie, uh, <laughs> in, a, in a fit of uh, rage or jealousy or desperation Goodbye. or we don't know what. Like she, Callie's feeling a lot of emotions, and she shoots Boomer. Mm-hmm. Kills her dead right in the uh, right in the corridor, uh, and we see uh, this episode that Callie has uh, has been placed in the brig for that, and uh, the chief goes to uh, goes to the commander to kind of plead uh, his case for her. You know, he's like you know, she she was like messed up from the you know, the time on Kobol, and like she just you know she she acted, but like she you know, she's a good person. She you know, she didn't mean it, and um, Adama is like. Did you love her? No. And Chief's like, I'm sorry, what? what? <gasps> Boomer, did you love her? And he's like, you know, I, I thought I did, but you know, she's a machine. And he's like, 
Uh, uh, um, yeah. Oh no! Are you gonna? Uh, I, I'm. I'm. You're looking for the word for word. I'm. Uh, Caleb.exe has stopped responding. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. I'm kind of like. Adama's response on this is like he's he is processing some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love that while most people go right to like ah fuck she's a Cylon fuck her forever never liked her anyway but he's like you know she was more than a machine she was a living breathing person on my ship under my command like he's he's grappling with the fact that like you know she yes she was a Cylon but like. She was also someone he cared deeply about, and she that's... was a Cylon. But goddammit, she was my Cylon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I love that he's, uh, you know, he's looking at this as I think any great leader should be, as that this is not a black and white issue like Cylon bad, human good. Like this is more nuanced and complex than that. And this is kind of our first, um, our first peek into that that complexity of like, you know, yes, they're Cylons, but. Some of them are, yeah, not like not part of the Cylon agenda. I don't know. One one by one, the, the major characters are starting to have to like process that. I think yeah. you know, I think it started with with Baltar, and you know we've seen it with Hilo and with uh, Starbuck, and now with Adama and um, Tyrrell. And Tyrrell, yeah. Uh, I I do love the line when Tyrrell says, "I thought I did," and Adama says, "When you think you love someone, you love them." That's what love is. Thoughts. She was a Cylon, uh, you know, a machine. Is that is that what Boomer was though? A machine, a thing. And he's like, you know, Tara's like, that's what she turned out to be. And you know, that's where Adama says like she was more than that to us. Uh, but like after this, you know, he he's just like, you know, Kelly discharged her, her firearm uh, recklessly uh, without permission and endangered her her fellow shipmates. Thirty days in the brig, dismissed. Um, on Caprica, though, uh, you mentioned a room. Starbuck found the worst room. The worst room. Even worse than if it had just been full of meat. <laughs> but yeah, we, we learned that uh, when Simon talks to Starbuck about, like, needing, like, to reproduce and, like, how, like, making babies is the most important thing... Uh, He's not just speaking about repopulating the the human race. Uh, no, as we as we said, the Cylons have a plan, uh, and apparently in this case, the plan is to try to make uh, hybrid human babies somehow by with impregnating women against their consent. I'm just that's a wondering. shitty plan. It's a, it's a shitty plan. It's it's a very shitty plan, and that's this is where the the Handmaid's Tale reference came from. Uh, but it's also confusing to me because that definitely implies the existence of Cylon sperm. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's Cylon meat. Why wouldn't there be Cylon sperm, Caleb? Duh. I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> just, it's just it honestly wasn't something I had thought about until uh, until this episode. As we all that's know, Caleb, sign. the only two, the only two differences are the glowing spine when they have sex and the poor peripheral vision. Everything else is exactly the same. That's that's canon. That's canon. That's canon. You're right. I should have known better. Yeah. Uh, but I just genuinely didn't think about it until this episode. So uh, I understand why, like in a, in like a more medical setting, you might think about it more clinically. But can I ask a question? Yeah. How do you think Boomer got pregnant? <laughs> if not... Hilo. 
oh, is wait, presumably he's, human. He's human, maybe. How do you think Starbuck so, got pregnant? Because I think she's maybe already pregnant. You think uh, I think she was impregnated without her consent by this fucking Simon. Oh, unless, unless, unless we're gonna save it for the end of the episode. Okay, I'm building I mean, tension. I, I have my own thoughts about what Simon did to to Starbuck, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, they're, they're trying to to farm some some Hylon uh, Simon. Si- Simon. Oh, they already named the, them. Mm-hmm. They're trying to farm Simons. <laughs> uh, That's uh, why they called him that. Yeah. Um, Do you think he and, got the career or the name first? I, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Can you speak into your microphone? Do you, do, you th- <laughs> do you think he got the career or the name first? I think he's always had the career and the name. Mm. Okay. So what happened? What about sperm? Um, so Kara discovers this uh, this this human farm, and uh, one of the uh, the women there is uh, is someone that she knows. Is actually one of the uh, one of the the Caprica Buccaneers uh, who must also have been taken, we presume, uh, in the uh, in the ambush, uh, Sushan. And you know, Starbucks like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you out of this, like hang, you know, hold tight. And um presumably this machinery that she's hooked up to is pretty fucking bad because uh Sushan just says, No, please cut the power, just let us all die. Yeah, that um like being like obviously like calling it the farm um tells you everything you need to know about that jesus yeah it's just rough do we have any reason do we is there any indication like do we know how long this uh farm has been set up uh i mean we know that the whole events of the show have been roughly two months so unless they uh, surreptitiously set it up before blowing up the planet, uh, which yeah, seems there's... counterproductive, uh, it's probably been <laughs> yeah. basically as they've been probably rounding up the the survivors that they've been finding uh, and uh, setting up the farm. And we know from uh, I think it, Kara or Sharon at some point later on says, you know, they have hundreds of of women in there, so they've they've been they've been doing some collecting. They've been uh, they've been on a little Pokemon journey to find all of the the, the human women left. <laughs> they really did have a plan because that is in two months. I mean, our podcast has been alive longer than that, and we're not even close to being ready to open the human farm. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, so Kara smashes a couple of computers, and that uh, somehow sets off a chain reaction that uh, that cuts the power to the whole building. Uh, which, uh, going back to uh, before the break, uh, this is actually when she meets the uh, the sixth, uh, or rather when the uh, the fire extinguisher in her hand meets the sixth's head, uh, and somehow that six didn't notice that the the power had cut out to the entire building. She's just casually going about her business, and uh, she you know, she gets that. a fire extinguisher uh, upside the head, and Kara gets free, uh, and then immediately outside the building runs into another Simon. So at this point, we can safely say that uh, our boy Simon is definitely the fifth Cylon that we've, we've seen. You know, we're, we're, is it, 
It's five. It's we five. now have five of We're the We're five episodes into the I second think... season, and we've just met the fifth Cylon. That's so crazy. I think we've met... I th- mm, Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely we've met more than more five, than that, yeah. but we know five we've of them. We've confirmed. confirmed. I feel certain about six now. Yeah. Six of them, and also that six is one of it, the six. It feels like we we probably have to have met more than five, but we have confirmed five. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But uh, Homeboy doesn't uh, doesn't stay evil too long because he gets holy real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they... Uh, they they shoot up uh, Simon and Kara starts to run to meet them and uh, just then uh, some some Cheerians come out and there's a big big firefight and Kara almost gets shot again uh, a couple of resistance fighters do uh, but they rescue her they whisk her off they give her fresh clothes she's now uh, she she looks like she's ready to uh, go to 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 pyramid uh, practice she's, she's got her her pyramid tracksuit. Uh, and they, uh, oh, mm-hmm. the day is saved by a Cylon heavy raider piloted by our girl, Sharon. That's true. Yeah. There she comes. So, uh, Watching the- I feel like even, uh, even Starbuck is willing to give this uh, particular Sharon, uh, a second chance. With how she uh, she led the resistance to her to to save her, and got the raider, uh, killed all the centurions, flew them out, and is going to take uh, her back to Kobol with the arrow of Apollo, because she knows how to fly the thing without taking its brain out. Starbuck even uses the phrase "kill the brain" in this episode, yeah. and like you might say that about some sort of. Not, but she literally means the brain, yes. like mm-hmm. the meaty brain. Starbuck is prepared to have to crawl up in those guts and like Ugh. remove a brain and like squeeze some tubes and like. <laughs> the tubes are the worst part. <laughs> They're so like. Well, especially the one you have to put in your mouth because it's got the air. <laughs> It's just um, true horror. But presumably, they jump back to Galactica, but not before uh, Kara makes her her promise again to Anders that she's going to come back and she's gonna she's gonna save them. And uh, you know, it's 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 all going to work out. Every like everyone's going to be. I mean, they're happy, so everything's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be weird at all when a, a second Sharon shows up uh, on Galactica, which uh, I think was foreshadowed earlier when uh, when Chief Tyrrell was in um, Adama's mm-hmm. office. And <laughs> you know, in the principal's office. Um, and uh, Adama says, like, you'll see her again. And Chief's like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. He's like, there are many copies. You'll see her again. And... <sighs> In my mind, I thought he said, you know, be prepared for that, but he didn't actually say that. But I think that's what he was implying was like, just be ready because you're going to see her again. Yeah, like that's going to be hard. And like we even have one Mm -hmm. more like really, really uh, touching moment from Madama where like after he like loses it on the CIC and throws his clipboard down and like storms out, he goes to the, the morgue and he pulls out Sharon's body and just like starts to weep and just like, you know, why, why did you do this? 
And like you can tell, like Adama loves his people so much. Oh, yeah. He loves his people with everything that he is and like feels so betrayed. And like, how are you going to hurt my boy EJO like that? I know. I know. Oh, God. And again, I think it, it really shows like the complexities of like, it's not just black and white, you know, human good, Cylon mm-hmm. bad. It's, you know, yes, she was a Cylon, but she was also an officer who, you know, worked uh, worked alongside him for many years and they had a close relationship and they trusted each other and they cared about each mm-hmm. other. And like, the fact that she's a Cylon doesn't change that. No. It doesn't make all that go away. Certainly makes it feel far more complicated, but... You know, it doesn't just erase and undo all and that. And that's, you know, with, like how we can understand how Hilo feels. Like, mm-hmm. you know, at first he, he's like, no, like, you're, you're a machine. I can't be around you. But then, like, he comes around and understands, like, no, like, nothing's really changed. Uh, and, you know, that's where we get the, the conjecture that you, you mentioned earlier, uh, where the Cylons believe that, you know, the reason that they, they can't reproduce amongst themselves uh, is that, that what they're missing is love. And that's why uh, Sharon was able to get pregnant from from Helos, because they love each other. And so the Cylons are desperately trying to reproduce, uh, uh, replicate that idea. Um, to- <laughs> totally I, unintentional pun. <laughs> can I just say that also, maybe, maybe it's not that they're missing love, maybe they're just trying to do it backwards, because they're trying to... No, we know that they don't do it backwards in this world. Backwards. They can't, because no. <laughs> then they—you'd know who. They're is trying. A... They're trying to make hybrids with Cylon daddies and human mommies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but which apparently they can't figure out how to do. But apparently anyone can fucking be a human daddy and a Cylon mommy, and it just fucking works. Mm-hmm. So as long as there's like, love, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just saying it might not be love. It might just be that they're, you know. They're, they're approaching it the wrong way. Silent males might be infertile. <laughs> Gotta. In, in, impo- yeah. impo- no, not impotent. What, what's the word for a man who can't reproduce? It is. I'm sorry. I love this show so much. And this is, I'm sure, going to be another one of those moments where five episodes down the line, I have to eat my words for complaining about something because they've set me up in such a way that it's my fault for thinking this. But this is such a stupid theory. The fact, like, that you need that the missing ingredient is love is so dumb. I think the missing ingredient is potent sperm. (laughs) And it is male infertility. That's the actual term. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you. Mayo clinic. Um, There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When I tell you how old I was, when I realized Mayo clinic had nothing to do with condiments. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Hines at the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> Fuck you. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Hines Hellman. <laughs> this is such a stupid podcast that I'm judging. I can't believe they let us do this every week. I know. Literally, no one has tried to stop it's, us it yet. It must I'm be that shocked. nobody's listening. If one person. So, do you have anything else that you want to cover? <laughs> Anders is a Cylon. Is the last thing I'm going to say in this that's, podcast, and then it can be everybody's. That's bedtime. your theory for the week. 
Um, yeah. Also that, well, I have two and I'll say them quickly. Starbuck murdering Simon with that broken mirror tells me my earlier speculation that she's the one who murdered Valance with the broken mirror is, mm. or a piece of glass anyway, is um, correct. This is just something she's used to doing is killing people with shards of glass. Um, That's her weapon of choice. Yep. Christopher Walken. Uh, I hate him. I think it's, it's I, I'm not disputing your theory. But I think it's less that 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 like she's used to using broken glass murder people and more just that like she's a very resourceful person oh, and will, sure. will literally use whatever's at her disposal to get the job done. And it just happened to be glass both times, assuming your theory is correct. And I'm assuming it's correct. Anders, I will buy a hat and eat the hat if Anders live is on not, YouTube live on YouTube. If Anders is not a Cylon, can I pick out the hat? Yes. OK. Um gonna be meat hat <laughs> now what's a meat hat that's just meat shaped like a hat yes okay all right fine it is he is so certainly a cylon alliteration aside that that starbuck cares about him greatly that this is a person who from the second he saw her was like you know pursuing her in a way that was more than just physical but um he is I'm just so, so certain. And that he, Simon lied to her about Anders dying, but only because that works for the story so that they don't have to worry about this extra Anders whatever. And Anders couldn't go back to um, Caprica or wherever they're on Caprica. Go join the fleet because the more silence in the fleet, the more complicated that is. And they're not ready for that plan yet. And the ambush was planned. Um, and I feel like I had another piece of evidence. So what you're saying is that the captain of the Caprica Buccaneers, uh, a, mm -hmm. a uh, championship team, or at least a championship caliber, I don't know if they won or not, uh, who... Uh, According to Starbuck, they who, suck. Who survived mm -hmm. the... Uh, the the Suckaneers. Um, the attack on the colonies because he was on a, hmm. uh, a team like training exercise in the mountains and is now leading Convenient. the human resistance, killing Cylons by the sevens uh, and uh, has fallen in love with uh, a, a human lieutenant from the colonial fleet mm -hmm. and like... It, the but, person who's probably murdered the most Cylons out of anyone, and, yeah, and but puts it all puts it all on the line to uh, to rescue her from the Cylons. So you're saying that that's a Cylon? Yeah, uh, 100. Okay. percent um, okay. I, I don't know if y'all know this about Cylons, but there are many copies. So and they have a plan, and they have a plan. So um, like, if Anders wants to kill a Sharon, they'll just roll another one off the off the conveyor belt. We'll see. It didn't, didn't seem Silish to me. <laughs> Neither did. Boomer and I don't know. Boomer was pretty sketchy. Boomer's, yes, that's true. Yeah, from like episode two, it was kind of clear. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but all that said, uh, we're gonna jump with the fleet back to Caprica, or at least the uh, the third of the fleet that uh, decided to follow the president. Uh, sorry, yeah, back back to Cobble. Cobble. Not Caprica. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> we're gonna with the roughly one third of the fleet that decided to follow the president back to Cobol. We're gonna jump with them and see what happens. Uh, and we'll see you there next week. So say we all. So say we all. <laughs> so say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep.
Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.